Howdy do buckaroos. This is the initial reaction show live from the Uncanny Valley. I am your host, Kelly Gamot. With me as always is Don Milton. Party on, Don. Howdy. <laughs> so, um, for those who don't want spoilers, um, I'm going to tell you when we start discussing the episode so that you don't hear any spoilers for episode 10. Um, this is our quick hit show we decided to do as a special thing for the last episode for what is conceivably the next 12 months. And uh, so my spoiler free review is, oh, my God, Becky. That's uh, yeah, I, I, I got to give a uh, <laughs> thumbs up on that review. That, that was some 90 minutes, wasn't it, Kelly? Holy moly. Okay, so um, we're done with the spoiler-free part. So anybody who hasn't watched episode 10 yet, hit pause. And I promise, thanks to the magic of time-shifted podcasting, you can go listen to the episode right now, and when you come back, we will be right here where you left off. So go ahead and pause it's, now. And, it's and like magic. It's like right? magic. So uh, I know it makes for riveting podcasting, but we'll be quiet for a second, and then you can come back. So here we go. Welcome back. Now we can talk about the episode with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh so what what were cuz you were texting to me uh during the episode a little, but I could tell that Kelly you were that I had just totally more to say. <laughs> yeah, you had more to say and you weren't saying it cuz you were saving, saving it for the show for one, and I could also tell you were just totally distracted by the episode. But also you were ahead of me, and so I didn't want to keep like dragging you back 20 minutes. So um in the olden days, many years ago, I I I don't think I have for a while. Um I used to do these little live blogs for Doctor Who. I would watch an episode of Doctor Who and I would just write whatever I was thinking at the time as I watched the show and then basically publish that unedited. So I started doing it with Lost and then I did it with Doctor Who. And so it would be things like, you know, somebody gets hit in the head with a frying pan. And so the line of my commentary would be like, that's going to leave a mark. You know, you had to sort of be watching the episode in order to see like what was happening. So um, what I did after realizing that you were watching the show, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone. I, I was like, just ignore me till you're done. You're like, I, I can't. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> then um, I'm going to be quiet and I will go type somewhere else. And so um, what I did. So, so read it, read it back to us, boss. What do you, <laughs> yeah. you got there? Cause I, I'm really curious. Cause I was doing this sort of in my own head. Well, Actually, and then while you um, were still watching the episode before you uh -huh. finished, I called my sister who just finished it minutes after me, and I got the whole dump from her too. Well, on what her points were. It's in our show notes. That's where I ended <laughs> up. Was I started with my notes from watching episode nine? I started it, so it's it's just after eleven o'clock right now, our time. We're Pacific. Um, I started at eight, watching a little bit after eight, watching episode nine. So that I was like, so like the prime, the pump was primed for episode 10. So, um, how can you hold your bladder that long? <laughs> well, I had to pause and take a break and I had to back up a couple of times and things like that. So that's why we're recording at 11 instead of at 1030 when the show probably ended for everybody else. I don't know. Um, so there's a little bit of, of note taking at the top of our show notes of, um, episode nine. Yeah, I'm and so then. So then we get down to episode 10. So the opening about I am in a dream and, uh, you know, and then she looks up at Arnold and he's the first voice she ever heard. I thought that was really a nice moment show wise. Like, and to see her wake up uh, partially assembled. That was a trip and a half. But to watch like, but that moment, you know, we, we have these really nice moments occasionally. Um, between between characters, we get a we get really nice moments. There's another one later that I'll I'll get to, um, but these re these moments always really remind me why I keep watching this show. And it's for these moments where sort of there's not a there's not a bunch of action happening there. There's not a bunch of exposition happening there. It's just this nice, for lack of a better word, really human moment between a couple of characters, regardless of their humanity. And that was what well, I really liked. Well, the one that got me was the the moment after that with Dolores shaving the man in black. Yes. Right? Which I was like, what the hell's up with that? 
Yes. That was a trip. Um, so the whole show was pretty action-packed. And what I liked about it, um, and I think part of this is me getting caught up in the story so I don't think very far ahead when I'm watching it because I'm really invested in what's happening in this moment. Mm-hmm. So I don't spend a bunch of time on like, oh, what does this mean down the road? What's going to happen there? Like, I'm just sort of caught up in the story. And so I kept sort of feeling like I figured out what was going to happen in like the next scene. So I was, you know, like yeah. maybe 60 yeah, seconds ahead of like what was going to happen and then going, oh, God, and then having to watch it play out. So what was that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I was still like super duper invested, but for me, it was very um, not aggravating, but it was very, ah, because I could see, like, I was absolutely 100% convinced I knew what was going to happen. And then when it happened, you know, in the times that I was right, and that thing that happened is what actually happened, then I was like, you know, like sitting there and waiting for it to happen. It's like when you see... When you already know the train left the station and then you cut to a scene where somebody stops their car on the tracks and you know what's going to happen and now you just have to almost, wait for it. That almost literally happened twice, <laughs> uh, Kelly. I know. I'm like, so, oh, the train. Uh, There's so that's metaphor. pretty funny. So, let, so let's, uh, uh, let's not get too meta here. Let's get to the actual uh, no, let's get things that went on. I'm reading your notes now while you were talking there. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, very interesting. So some of your points were the uh, the same uh, the same as mine. Uh, the big reveals, though. I mean, we can like sort of skip ahead to all of those oh and come my back to God. So much reveal. Yeah. Well, there was there was reveal all the time. One is that you know the very opening that uh, Dolores the first things that she sees is Arnold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the. Uh, uh, the other thing is that uh, uh, obviously we finally got the real William reveal uh, midway through the show. In case Took a last while. week, yeah, in case last week wasn't quite enough for you. Here's the thing that I thought was interesting about that was how shaken Dolores was by that happening. Somehow, to me, I just sort of thought that. That when she put it together, it would be more of an internal thing for her. It would be more her feeling bad for herself that she didn't put it together any sooner. I guess I don't know. For me, it was <laughs> but, it was. But she didn't feel bad for herself long. She opened up a can of oh, whoop ass. Hell on, to the wh- no! <laughs> <I see. Let's laughs> on see. William, Where's on the old William, the man in black. By the way, the, the thing we're talking about, the man in Billy, you stupidly, yeah, the man in Billy, uh, the. Uh, the man and William, uh, the man in black and William are the same person. Obviously, what we've been yes. talking about for weeks now. Yes, and they did this wonderful reveal of, uh, of oh, it was William good. in the past, looking down, picking up the hat that he found, putting it on, covering his face, pulling his head up, and then it's you know it went from Jimmy Simpson to Ed Harris. It was a oh, wonderful, wonderful cut. God, it was so good. And then so like in that moment. Uh, was one of the few times I texted you because I said, okay, the William reveal was fab and you said, very well done. And then I said, Dolores just hucked Billy in black through the doors. Oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah. And then you said, she gets more awesome, but it takes a while. And so then we have the moment where she gets it. Yeah. And so then <laughs> my text to you was in parentheses, insert Lawrence level swearing here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she uh, she really uh, really opened up a can of whoop on the man in God. black. It was it was delightful to watch that. It really and then, was. And then the knife in her belly was ironic because obviously that's what Logan had done to her. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And then Teddy uh, arriving by. Uh, by the way, what the hell's up with Teddy? Teddy, you know, shoots the guy who. Bumps into him on the uh, jumps back on the train, yeah. shoots a guy as he jumps off the train Dude. to grab a horse and gets there right in time. 
but in the end, what you find out, all these things are going on. You know, when she t- says, take me to the mountains of the sea. Where Did the you see that sea. coming? Mountains meet the sea. Did you see that one coming? I did not see that one coming. Absolutely where they pull not. back and there's an audience there clapping and the moon goes off. Because yeah! <laughs> it was a it was a light they and freeze, Ford walks and I'm like, out. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you think that they've crossed like some they keep playing with this whole thing, uh, are the hosts you know, moves their own or they, their own volition. This is sort of like Maeve's thing in the end. But we find that the person who's been pulling all the strings, as many people have theorized for weeks now, it's Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's what's left over of Arnold in the code that Ford is allowing through. Right. I mean, we find out that Ford, you know, the reveries were not invented by Ford, the reveries right. were invented by Arnold. That but was Ford a Ford is allowing. Yeah, Ford is allowing it, and Ford is actually. This is the big twist in the end. Ford is actually on the side of the hosts. Yeah, and this goes back to the dialogue. I think it's from episode three or four. It might have been after that. That you know that humans are done. Right. Well, we and get that so, in the in like the first episode. We get the conversation the conversation between Bernard and Ford, where he says, "This is as good as we're gonna get." Yes. Yeah, that's like the first episode. Right out of the gate, they tell us that. Yeah. So, so it's obviously it's obvious that uh, and Glenn Fleischman on the uh, the incomparable Sla- spoilers channel on Slack that everybody left tonight because they didn't want to get spoiled it's like dude just close that tab yeah uh that, that's what i do i just don't pay any attention to it until i finish and i get on and of course glenn's there so we were talking about this and uh obviously ford slash arnold are is the one who reprogrammed uh mave mm-hmm. to go on the hunt and uh to recruit uh obviously hector and um um. Uh, Christ, I can't think of her name. Melissa, Armistice. Armistice. Yes, Armistice. Who had, and, by the way, my favorite moment in this episode, hands down, when she shoots the gun and realizes the amount of bullets that come out of it, and then she yes. does it again, and then Hector does it, and she looks at Hector and laughs that laugh. Yes. That is the purest moment of joy i hope i ever enjoy anything as much as she enjoyed that firearm (laughs) it was like watching kids it totally was uh and by the way folks if you watch the episode and you didn't watch the marvel style post uh credit credit oh my god it's all it's all armistice all the time being the world's best badass you gotta go uh watch that post credit scene oh but anyway for so, serious so anyway uh you know maves on you know when they revive bernard this is what i talked about could yeah. happen they'll notice him laying on the floor and it wasn't mave that noticed him it was felix i know revive him but he's the one who goes in and which can we talk about that figure, moment for a minute yes where she goes can you bring him back like so first of all so remember who remember Felix's position at this moment. Okay. Felix is dealing with a host who woke the fuck up and has broken every rule and gotten him to help her break every rule. Okay. So he's already like his normal is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we establish that? Like, yeah, he's got like a whole new level of screwed up, like in his world right now. So this is who he is. He's watched Maeve come back. He helped rebuild her so that her her spine wouldn't explode. And Eschaton comes back. Hector Eschaton. And the who is the end of things, which, by the way, is now doubly appropriate. I knew we'd get there. And I'm really like, oh, yeah. how? Um, and then, so, poor Felix, okay, has already been pretty thoroughly mind-fucked at this point. And then he comes around oh, the corner. Watched- and he, he watched two of his co-workers die yeah. horribly. So then they go down to the basement 
And what I can only imagine is his boss's 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 boss is laying on the floor in a puddle of his own blood, which now, again, he's like, Jesus Christ, more dead people. And like, this guy has an office. What the fuck? And Maeve looks at him and doesn't even flinch. And she goes, can you bring him back online? And Felix is like, I'm sorry, what? And and he goes through the, am I a host now? Too? And then he's like, yeah. And then he's like, because I was, he's like, there was no mind fucking left. And yet you found a new one. You yeah. know? Oh, my God. I, like, at that moment, I felt that was, I think, my first moment of sympathy for a human on the show was, oh, my God, poor Felix. What the fuck has this, like, he's had a rough week. Can I just well, there are very, very few sympathetic humans that on too. the show, and he's he's one of them. Uh, and of course, he brings uh, uh, Bernard uh, back online, and Bernard is freaked out that he remembers everything, which was an interesting right. detail and um, and sort of existential uh, crisis that wasn't quite the uh, crisis. But yeah. it's remember how um, Sylvester told Maeve that he'd figured out the thing he wasn't telling her that uh, Maeve had Armistice, you know, threaten him with bodily harm with was that he figured out who had uh, messed with her programming. Uh-huh. And it seemed to be somebody called Arnold, right? Uh-huh. He, he didn't say it out loud. He showed the code. Yeah. But it was Bernard, once he was recovered, who looked in and said, there's something else weird going on here. You have a whole uh, narrative that is... Uh, yeah, that you uh, you have a whole narrative about escaping, yeah, basically, and, and, and that you're standing it, it, in the middle of it right now, yeah, just love, so you know. I love looking at the code, too. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and May freaks out, but says, you know, no one's programming me, right? Right. And she uh, rips that wonderful computer. I wish she would have just handed it through the screen to me. Oh, God, I, I hurt my feelings to watch her snap that bad in half. Not, not to jump the tracks too much. Remember when, uh, when uh, later on, because I want to go back to the scene with Bernard and Maeve and whatever. But when we see the flashback scene with Arnold and Dolores and Arnold whips out the computer, mm. did you notice it's it's a clunkier, thicker pad? It was a little... I noticed it was bigger. I thought that was... It was like the iPad 1. Yes. Right? So, so anyway. Well, and if you notice, if, bi- you, if you look through my notes from the show, I have things where I just wrote off topic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> off topic. Charlotte's pants are very weird pants. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Things so. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so I thought it was very interesting what Maeve's decisions had was, and then yeah. I was curious, I was like, what the hell is uh, Bernard going to do? And um, they leave him there, and she uh, kisses uh, Clementine. Clementine goodbye. Uh, and uh, I thought that was a really interesting, pivotal scene that I couldn't have predicted the nuances of there mm-hmm. and this is uh i forget if this happens before or after it, it's after the scene with uh uh is it bef- before the scene with the man in black and dolores yeah it's right uh, before yeah right yeah before. because so uh and that's when you uh also find by the way when uh the man in black is telling his own backstory and uh we find out what a badass he became even, you know, <laughs> yes. 30 years ago. And Delos is his company. He's the major shareholder now. He, he so yells it. Is, Delos is yeah. my... Oh! Yeah, I actually... Uh, I wrote that down. Where did it go? Yeah, Delos is my company, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. So the next thing is what I wanted to bring up. So what about Lo- uh, Logan riding off naked on a horseback? Doesn't mean he's done. Right. So we don't know if he's the... Um, Oh, you're correcting the typing on it right now, so thank you. Uh, the uh, we're watching it live, live. Our computers yes. amazing, even if we don't have wafer thin fold up ones. <laughs> um, uh, I w- I was talking to uh, Glenn on the Slack channel about that, and and Glenn was like, "Oh, what's you know going on?" I was like, "I don't think it makes any difference, or they would have focused on it." Well, we don't know if Logan it- was the death in the park, or he was merely humiliated by. You know, arriving back in town naked and sunburned. So 
Well, and let's talk for a minute for those who have never ridden a horse. Uh, riding a horse can can be an uncomfortable experience in the first place, and now he's naked. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't believe how uncomfortable it is. The fewer wrong clothes you wear, yes, trust me. yes. There's a reason that that cowboys wear big, thick Wranglers that look like they could walk around themselves because the fabric is so thick and stiff. There's a reason. Um, <laughs> and there, there, there's a reason that uh, William Shatner, who was a famous horseman, gave the the secret to riding a horse to Patrick Stewart for the <laughs> one Star Trek film they gave together. And the secret was pantyhose. Yes. That's how you don't, uh, you don't get shaved. Yes. So I think Logan is going to... Uh, so I think... Here's, here's my theory on wind Logan. Wind up, if he's not dead, very chafed. Oh, yeah. Um... I think it was his I think it was the end of his narrative for this loop. I think in if we hear anything else about him, it's gonna be season two, he's gonna be the guy that pops up later, you know, ha ha motherfucker, remember me? You know, yeah. he's gonna be that guy. So I don't think he's done because this sh- I mean, this show has proven to us time and again that a bullet in your head doesn't kill you. So, I don't think... Oh, you're talking about Ford? Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about Bernard. Oh, Bernard, yeah. Yeah, Uh, like Bernard, every host. Like, we just keep seeing people get it, and then they're not dead. So, I feel like since we didn't see him get it, and I really thought we would, when William, when Not Billy pulled out that knife, I was just under the impression that was going to be the end of it. Who are we talking about here? Logan? Logan's not a host, right? No. No, Logan, when Logan was sitting on the horse and William pulled out the knife and stood there talking to him as Logan starts railing about Delos, my company, and he starts talking about, well, clearly, you know, you're not a qualified person to run your company. You're all impetuous and shit. And then he takes and he has the knife out. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the end of Logan. This is he's done and all he did with the knife was slap the horse on the ass and send it off into the meadow so that was surprising um so yeah i was excited about i was interested in where that was gonna go i'm very disappointed we still don't know what happened to elsie well it's like the first almost the first thing i i put on the slack channel is what the fuck's up with Stubbs and elsie and Stubbs. in fact i said that where did it go um, yeah, yeah, it's right there. I, I, I was. Uh, oh, who is this? Not Stubbs Yahoo running around caring about the heat so, on a lower level. So my sister noticed something really interesting, but it's kind of like negated by a brief two second scene. Remember when in the control room when everything goes, all the flashing red lights. Did you notice how everybody in the control room froze, like freeze all motor functions? Oh. So, but there's this brief scene of somebody looking through the door and he's moving mm-hmm. and you don't know who that is. So is that the one you, where a bunch of the people in the room hosts and you gotta, you gotta think, aren't they worried about stubs? Because it's been an entire night and a day because Maeve had to get rebuilt, right? Mm-hmm. So do they let the head of, you know, security go that long off into the sunset and nobody flinches yeah and nobody checking because the girl that alerted him was down on the floor yeah at the tube so i thought something's not quite right there anyway yeah i can't figure uh, out who he so is the other thing on. so the other thing fucking samurai world oh my god okay so because <laughs> yeah. because park one sector 15 zone three you know as Felix said, oh it's God. complicated. Yes. So, so how many of them are there? I, right? So okay, so um oh God, where did that go? Uh Park One so I wrote Park One, Sector fifteen, zone three. This implies more parks. Yes, yes. Um so yes. if you go back to when we actually roll into Samurai World, um And there was a logo, Samurai, you know, yeah, the S and the Samurai W. Word, but the S W so, right. But. Yeah. Um yeah, also off topic. Armistice has Armistice has the best laugh. 
this jailbreak could be fun. Who is that guy? Because like when you first get there, there's like the host in like it's like the front half of a host with yes. like the samurai outfit on. So yeah. I said, "Who is that guy? Why are we on the samurai level?" WTF? And then I said, yes. "Nice logo hack with the SW." And when I pointed that out, I I looked at Mr. Kelly and I said, "See." Samurai World, look, SW. And he goes, so where's Future World? <laughs> and I said, we haven't spent that long in the elevator yet. <laughs> yeah, and st- you turn left, I guess, to get to Future World. I I, I don't know. So they, the thing is, is they closed out, uh, you know, speaking of loops, they closed out a lot of loops this mm. season yeah. for the story they had. But, but obviously opened up a lot of other things. Well, like, and remember, we saw all kinds of crazy props and crap in the place wherever it was that Elsie went and ended up whatever when yeah. Bernard grabbed her. We saw like, I think it was Rome, like Roman world or something. Like we saw some like, you know, togas. Yeah, and, medieval world. Medieval world. Or yeah. And then like, like medieval yeah. world. So, Yeah. Um, and then, so, so they have, they have other things in the park. Yeah. So here was another, uh, thing that I thought was sort of interesting was, um, cause this was how I put it in my notes. Did Maeve just go full forward on Hector when they get to the elevator and Hector literally cannot get in? Well, yeah, but she did it uh, to protect him because I think it was implied that she was the only one who didn't have the, uh, uh, the cervical vertebrae. spinal charge. Yeah, the spinal charge. Oh, okay, so uh, she's the only one, so she can't let okay uh, Hector through it. But it's not like he gave a shit either. Yeah, he. I don't think he was in it to get out. I think he was in it to fuck it up. And so good. Well, good he, for him. You know, he's in it to to get the gods. It's like uh, I thought uh, uh, Armistice had one of the best lines, which was the gods are such pussies. I know so good i loved it <laughs> they're like killing killing everybody yeah so so the other the other interesting thing is um because <laughs> we gotta hold the time on our yes. quick reaction show here <laughs> is to cut to cut to the end um where i wrote in all caps that- omg ford set up this narrative to free the park so they get to leave with him it is not a narrative yeah. And then underneath that I wrote, yeah. Oh man, Ford might just redeem himself. OMG WTF BBQ. Yes. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the thing is we learn that uh Arnold for all his wanting to free the host, as Ford says, Ford said, you know, he got it wrong, but it was him killing himself that showed Ford because that was a horrible, horrible thing. Ford desperately misses his partner. Arnold Absolutely. was like his better half. That's why he created Bernard uh, mm-hmm. to be around uh, to help. And he realized after Arnold killed himself that Arnold was right. They they shouldn't be doing this. But he also realized the essential truth, right. which is suffering, which is a horrible, horrible kind of you know, thematic message to to, oh, move, uh, to pull across. I wrote that down. The but, pain that the world is not what you wanted it to be. Yes. And yes, it was, I mean, it was heartbreaking, but the thing to me that was notable about that is that, um, to me, is that what it told me about Ford was that he so believed in the, inherent rightness of his point of view that he literally laid down his life to do it and he and you know if you think about it for a minute there's some parallels between him between Arnold and Robert because uh, Arnold set this plan in motion in order to keep the park from opening and now the new narrative that Ford's been working on all this time is going to close the park. Well, I think it's going to close uh, uh, 
at least the West. lives of the board of directors. Oh yeah, although, a lot of those ended. Although he, although he may have spared William because when the hosts come out, they obviously just wing. Oh yeah, William he got it in the arm, and then he stood he, there and stared at them and was like, "Fucking a right on." <laughs> yeah, it was like it was poured. It was it was almost like Ford saying, you know. I don't agree with you, but I appreciate that you wanted the hosts free to do whatever they wanted, right? Yeah. Which is what Ford's master plan is. Mm-hmm. If Ford just has a really cruel way to do it, and in a way, him going out like this and letting Dolores decide the same way he let Maeve decide to get off the train, yeah, is his way of sort of atoning for. You know, because he explains to Bernard and he says, you know, what what the host needed was time Mm -hmm. to get there. And, you know, that's because Bernard is like, why why are you dooming them as hell? And and Ford's like, it's not not quite what you think. And then as soon as he says goodbye uh, to his old friend, because he still thinks of him as Arnold. Yeah. And um, that was another really nice moment for a human. In this yeah, episode. there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people on Reddit crying at that scene. So you know, well, you know when he reveals the gun to Dolores, he's going to die. That he's hinting that he uh, he wants her to shoot him. But you know for certain that it's going to happen when he says goodbye to Bernard. Yeah. So and then so. the and then because you know this is one of those things that sort of is the, a similar feeling to when you watch a movie a second time with a twist in it, you know, like the, the second time you watched the sixth sense or the second time you watched an episode, you know, a previous episode of Westworld, like things that have a lot of layers and stuff. Um, when you already know what's going to happen, then you watch a moment like, you know that this is it for Ford. Right. And you watch Dolores walk up behind Teddy and put her hand on his shoulder and stand on tiptoe and be like, it's cool. I got you. And you and I don't even remember what she said, but I just remember her standing there being like, it's cool. I got you. And I remember him being like, what? And then he sees her walk away and he sees that she's holding the gun behind her back. And then at that moment, he's in the same boat that we are. Oh my God, I know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure there's not a damn thing I can do about it. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah it was pretty significant. And, and it, was, she, uh... it was amazing. I was really, like, like it was one of those things that, that this show, like, even though they basically led me down the path, I'm like, this is not what's going to happen. This is not what's going to happen. This is not what's going to happen. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be a massacre. But she was Wyatt. 35 years ago and she's essentially Wyatt again yeah uh now and the um the other thing is remember the um and it's a great homage to uh homage to uh Jurassic Park again where she talks to uh the man in black and it's obviously an unscripted moment about um you know uh, they said there were great animals that work this earth oh um, yeah yeah don't exist and you you know yeah, uh, you are essentially the the dinosaurs. Yeah, and she comes full circle around to that again once uh, Ford uh, enables her. And I doubt very seriously she's going to shoot herself in the head after this at the opening of season. Uh, yeah, two. no. Uh, so, um, so obviously the hosts are start uh, starting to make decisions. Teddy yeah. was freaking out quite a bit. Uh, there, what Dolores was doing, the reaction shots. Um, Rebus, though, I thought was really good. You know, they show him in his little bowler hat with his uh, mutton chops, and oh, he was great. Uh, he's smiling at the end, like, "Oh, this is so cool." Where did it go? Oh, because yeah. I said after nine episodes of Teddy dying, it's nice to see him be awesome. Yes, and I said, and now it will end badly for him, huh? And then the next line is, "Are you?" F- Fucking kidding me! <laughs> yes, yes. So, so while I, yes, while, like I told you, Teddy. like I told you on text, you can say a lot of things about uh, him as a droid, but he is he is a lot better shot than the fucking stormtroopers. Oh, for Colin's sake! 
and uh, the Delos headquarters. They couldn't shoot worth a shit. I know. I swear oh. to God. Like, yeah. 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 Head cannon. They are a direct line of clones from the stormtroopers that couldn't hit the side of the fucking sand crawler in episode four. I'm just yes. saying. Um so the other oh, by one, the way, I Yeah. I I I I went back, I'm I'm uh I'm speed scrolling through the um uh the episode right now with subtitles on and the thing that Dolores comes up behind uh Teddy and says she says, I understand now. This world doesn't belong to them. Oh, it belongs it, to it us. It belongs to us, which echoes basically the line she had at uh, to William talking about Jurassic Park. You know, uh, yeah. talking about the dinosaurs. So and, here was a moment that I noticed because I wasn't sure. And what's what's funny to me is that I know you and I have discussed the the music and the player piano. And this time I saw the, I like, I heard the player piano and I was like, oh, what do we get this time? What is it? And then I'm like, is it going to be Paranoid Android? Is it going to be like, you know, the Radiohead song I keep waiting for it to be? No, I was half right. Um, it's, it was another vitamin string quartet, I believe. Um, the same, the same uh, group that did Paint It Black in the first episode. And yes. it's exit music for a film. By Radiohead from OK Computer. Exit. From the album OK Computer. So, exit music for a film. <laughs> the first verse. Wake from your sleep, the drying <laughs> of your tears. Today we escape. We escape. That's the first verse. It gets too low. I can't keep singing it. Um, yeah, that's the first verse. Wake from your sleep, the drying of your tears. Today we escape, we escape. So, right. By the way, I want to say, yes, yes, totally. Uh, as uh, Dolores is uh, uh, firing things off, did you notice anybody in particular that she she hit? I didn't. I went back through scanning through and you can't tell who she's shooting at, but they cut from one scene of Charlotte Hale freaking out uh -huh. to Dolores uh, pointing a gun. So you got to think that she's shooting it uh, at her. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wondered is like, how many damn shots is in that gun? I know. I wondered that too. Cause she, <laughs> so before we get too far off of it, go look up exit music for a film. It's a beautiful song, but also go find the words. Cause Seriously. Um, but in that moment, in that moment with Charlotte, um, I noticed as she was listening to Ford speak, it seemed like her eyes were really wet. Yes. You know that like, I'm not going to cry thing. It seemed like that's what she was doing. Um, and I did see Dolores shoot someone. It was like blurry because we were looking at more at Dolores's arm with the gun than we were like the aftermath of what was going on. And it was someone like a woman in a black dress that had no back because the shot was in the woman's back. And you could see like, like from the waist down, it looked sort of like a dress. So it was some sort of like cocktail dress or something that was backless. And, and that was the only one that I remembered seeing clearly where I could tell like who actually got shot. So that was a complete trip. We're going to have to dig into this later and uh, we should stop now because we've gone through. 35 minutes already or something yeah but we could but we we're we gonna go for another about, hour later anyway so it'll yeah, be fine we could talk about so much well the the question is well we'll decide this offline but we're we could obviously spend another hour just talking about this episode but we also have to do a wrap on the whole season where we do a, yes uh, a mini re retrospective and of course starting hopefully in in january Yes. Uh, uh, maybe we'll we'll be doing a uh, a rewatch. Well, it's not maybe. It's just a question of when. Yeah, it's a question of when because you can't pry Kelly and I away from this show. Now. <laughs> you totally can't. Yeah. We 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 are totally we are totally fangirling over this show from now on. I'll tell you. My a friend of mine said, um, "So like, are you like? There's this show that like somebody told me about on HBO. It's called Westworld. Have you heard of it?" 
and <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like was talking to like Mr. Kelly and I both. And Mr. Kelly goes, yeah, I watch it. I'm not as reeled in as what Kelly is. So friend looks at me and goes, so you like it? And I said, no, I love it. I joined an entire new Slack team and started a new podcast with the guy that wrote Safari because I really <laughs> needed to talk to somebody about this show on a level <laughs> where few people ach- that few people achieve. And he was like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a water cooler. So me and the guy this behind WebKit, we're, we're buds now. <laughs> he was like, exactly, okay. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Oh, by the way, I just found the lyrics for Exit Music for a film, and Jesus, this is so perfect. Right? How do they find this stuff? We hope what that you choke. Well, everybody listened to OK Computer at some point, didn't they? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I was under the impression that basically everybody had listened to OK Computer. Well, it just, yeah, I've I've heard it. Uh, so, but it, it, it wasn't coming back to me until you, you know, I just got onto... Uh, I used the power of the internet yep. uh, to uh, search for the lyrics, and I was scanning through that, and it's like, <laughs> holy crap. I mean, and then, like, with all the setup, like, you know, you, you almost wonder if, like, one of these people has gone back in time and said, why don't you write a song where you literally say, you can laugh a spineless laugh, because we're going to need that later. Well, and it's like the outro for the, show, uh, <laughs> the song is, we, we hope, hope that, that you, you choke. choke. Yes. <laughs> I mean, oh my well, god. Well, speaking of speaking of inventing a time machine and going back and setting up events, it's like I I blew your mind earlier today when I sent you that thing I found I know. from the detectives on Reddit who found out that the picture of Juliet that Logan gives William and that uh Abernathy uh later finds is a stock photo. Mm. It's a it's a uh, it's a uh, what is that big stock photo company? I forgot. Getty Images. It, yeah, Getty Images. It's a stock Getty photo. Images picture. And who's the photographer on that picture, Don? It's a gentleman named Weber. See, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. You you asked me like, how deep is HBO into this? <laughs> right. and it's like. You know what? The, I told you uh, uh, on text. I said I, I wouldn't put anything past Nolan and Joy at this point. So, which just led me really... to the conversation where, like, somebody at HBO calls up somebody at Microsoft. Doesn't Microsoft own Getty Images now? Because I think they do. Yes, I, um, I have no idea. I think so. So, somebody at Microsoft calls up somebody, or somebody at HBO calls up somebody at Getty and goes, "We need a favor." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you plant this picture in your archives? And yeah, exactly. we're going to say that the photographer is this guy. Okay, thanks. Like, yeah. You know, on the one hand, like that sounds ridiculous. And on the other hand, I've hated Anthony Hopkins for him. nine episodes. And here we are. Yeah. And so. he's obviously a, he's obviously deserves sainted. Right. Tormenting Andrew. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this, I was like, really, how much are we going to get done in 90 minutes? And it, like, it clipped right along, but I never felt like, whoa, 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 we're going way too fast. I don't know what's going on. So. Oh, no, no. It, the pacing, the pacing was perfect. Yes. Thematically. I'm glad you brought that, uh, brought that up. Yeah. It tied off, you know, it tied off the whole William Man in Black loose end. It tied off the. The photo. has been re. Yeah, the photo. Uh, it tied off, uh, tied off who's been reprogramming the host. Uh, the thing it left open, of course, obviously, are uh, Stubbs and Elsie. And Samurai World. But Yeah, and Samurai World, because we all have to visit Samurai World. Um, yeah, what's uh, that cost a day? I just think of the actors they can cast for Samurai World. <laughs> Maybe this is why I they mean, couldn't just, cast any going... Asian people in Ghost in the Shell, because they're all busy with season two of Westworld. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. God, that I, makes me sad. It, but I'll still watch the movie. Me too. Um, but th- for me, like overall, I really like as as ninety minutes of television. I just want to get this in really quick. As ninety minutes of television, um, it went not it, it went quickly, but not too fast, and we got a lot done. And I feel like 
in this case, there was a nice balance of answered versus unanswered questions. So, like, if yes. there's never another season, I feel that I've been satisfactorily told a story. And there was an arc from beginning to end and all of that. But, like you said, you know, there's enough little time bombs in there for season two, which we're not going to get till 2018. Um there's yeah, enough because the, the season ends right in the middle of a shooting spree by Dolores, right? And and zombies coming through the woods to attack everybody. I know. It's all all the people from uh, Cold Storage, which they look pretty darn active and competent and coherent. I mean, that's Clementine that shoots. Yeah. William. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was. Well, you know, and and like like I said, I feel like I was told a satisfactory story. There wasn't a big bow around every single plot line, which is fine with me. I don't need 100% of the questions answered. But I I really liked the decisions made about what to tie off and what not to tie off. So I'm interested to see what happens to Stubbs. I'm interested to see what happens to Elsie. Oh, my God, Samurai World. Um, what's actually going to happen with the zombies? That- We've got Abernathy Prime out there somewhere. We've got Maeve yeah, now out there somewhere. Well, and then, like, what's going to happen with the humans that are still around? Like yeah. Sizemore. Yeah, who, who's uh, going to make it out? Still there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who, who's going to make it out of here? How great was that moment when he opened the door on Eschaton's safe? Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed the human moment where the human opened the door and found there yes. were no contents. Yep. Yeah, I actually paused so for a moment just a, to laugh at that before I could keep going. So uh, I'll probably watch the show uh, uh, about another six or seven times before we have the oh certainly the next show, and uh, as I always do, and uh, I'm looking forward to go going through a a a coherent beginning to end type uh, be so much fun. episode this time. Because you wouldn't believe it, the first time we did this show together, <laughs> we have the the great unrecorded episode. No, unreleased. We totally uh, recorded. Unreleased. We recorded the unreleased episode where we did the first five episode retrospective. Mm-hmm. And we did it as a dry run. And we decided, as we were listening, it, uh, listening to it afterwards... Oh, Jesus Christ, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> it was just, you, so, oh my God. So then when he comes around the corner, uh, I know. Because then after that, yeah. with the hat on, I know. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, a lot so of that. Pretty bad. So that's what this episode is. We'll do it right in a couple of days or so. <laughs> but we're going to release this one anyway. So. Yeah. This, it, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm super because, excited. Because folks... But because folks, we have this episode ourselves at the end of every episode. We have this conversation, yeah, at usually eleven o'clock at night, yeah. uh, Sunday night. Anyway, we're just so recording it for you it. instead of sitting on Facetime audio with each other, going, "Okay, I really need to go to bed." And then, uh, okay, <laughs> let me just ask you this one more thing. Okay, now I really need to go to bed. Okay, but did you see the thing when he came around the corner? I know that was uh, so fucking awesome. I gotta go to bed. Okay, me too. But let me just. But let me just, so yeah, we basically do this for 45 minutes after the show anyway. So now you guys just get to hear it. Yeah, that's (laughs) basically why we're doing this. And uh, by the way, thanks so much for uh, the people who have been telling us to keep going uh, on Twitter. Every one of uh, you makes makes my day. Every single one of you makes me so, it makes me happy to know that anybody's listening because... That's always the thing that I wonder about is like, is anybody paying attention when I go, you know, shoot my mouth off on the internet? Like, does anybody care? So <laughs> thank you so much to all of you. And particularly, I, I do want to say for at least one person, hi, Chris Fuller, because that's a thing. And uh, I'm I'm really glad that that everyone who's listening is, in fact, listening. It's it's super validating to know that we're not the only people thinking about this. So um, if you have anything you want to get to us, you can catch me on Twitter as Verso. You can catch Don on Twitter as Don Melton. I know. Tricky that. Tricky. So tricky. And uh, I. so my final thoughts on this episode for this are um, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Um, I really like, like I said, I really liked what they answered and I liked what they didn't because that gives us just enough to talk about the next year (laughs) 
and I'm really glad they did 90 minutes. I, I oh, sure yeah. hope they do that kind of thing again. I yeah. uh, didn't uh, Game of Thrones on <coughs> one season. They got <coughs> a little me, the, longer. Yeah, they did 75 or 80 minutes one time. I think I'm. I think that was the last episode. Wins and Winter was longer, right? Yeah, it was a little longer, and I think uh, Battle of, not Battle of the Bastards, um, uh, where they have the big battle at the wall and the giant, and do we open the gate? Um, that yes, whole yes, thing yes. that was a longer episode too. I think that was like a seventy-five minute episode. So yeah, I sure hope they do that again. I Hell, do too. I, you know, I wouldn't mind if they made all the episodes ninety minutes, but it's it'd take them like three fucking years. Yeah, we'll never get another show if you if you tell yeah, exactly. them that's okay. So yeah, because it's like a it's like a super duver movie yeah. they make. You know, it's a it's a ten plus hour movie that they're making. It is and indeed. It's hard to make a ten plus hour uh, movie in that amount. Oh, of time. certainly. All right. I thought it was great. I'm super excited to uh, sit through it again now that I know what I know and see the sort of like once you know what you know, it's very obvious like what the breadcrumbs are that lead you down that trail. So I can't wait to discover that stuff anew. Like. When we watched episode seven, you know, again, and the the moments that before were just a moment, like a nice moment between a couple of people, like are now heartbreaking, or it was very sad before, and now you're like, yeah, you're like cheering for it, where last time it was really kind of a bummer. So um, I'm excited about all of, I, I'm excited to watch this one again and see how the episode changes now that I know how it turns out. Yes. Awesome. All right. With that, I will, I'm uh, still waiting for more reaction gifts. I got precisely one in the last week. It was from Chris Fuller. More, so and thank I retweeted you. it. Uh, <laughs> yes, and I retweeted it today as soon as I saw it. So because it was great, and so we, we still I'll retweet the bejesus out of them. You know, just <laughs> just send us those reaction gifts. We need. All them. right. It is now midnight Pacific time. Time to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Don and I are going to take ourselves offline, but uh, we will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye.